And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, I want people to like me. Isn't that what social media is all about? It's about getting people to approve of our thoughts, our words, and our actions. No, it doesn't matter how immoral it all is. As long as people like and love us, I'm so glad they have a heaven to put me in. Whew, that's good to know that they can put me in heaven. People's approval, especially people I don't know, nor will ever meet them, sure seem important to a lot of us people. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Next, let's see. Sinful people are running corporations. Sinful people are running government. Sinful people are running social programs. And sinful people are establishing what should be what's considered politically correct or worldly behavior. What could ever go wrong with a system like that? Oh, I know. Because our human sinfulness, authenticity is void. But performance orientation rules the day. The problem is that it is a sin problem, not a fake work problem. Therefore, there's only one solution to a sin problem. And finally, back to our great friend, Pastor Ray, as we try Ray on another day. See, that's a joke, I say, because we don't need a special day to review Pastor Ray. Any day is a good day for Pastor Ray and what he has to say. That's because Pastor Ray is much better than A-OK. He's a blessing in every way, and that helps us say, thank you, Pastor Ray. Thank you. Okay. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Wow. Personal revelations. Like, what kind of personal revelations, Dave? Well, like Captain Chris and I were sitting here and talking about why the sound went out for a little bit. And it turned out that the sound company or the company that does some of our maintenance work shut the button off. That's why we love live radio. <laughs> it's like, turn the button back on. Thank you. Anyway, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanity is in Oeve, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you might have an opinion, a thought, a comment. You might have a question. You might have a praise report. You might have something that you're just like, man, I just need to get prayer for this. I need people to kind of jump on board with me so I can have kind of a large amount of faith going in that direction. Or maybe even you're one of those people that says, you know, I really like that Bible trivia stuff. Oh, good. Let's drop something in your direction right off the bat. On what day did God create man? On what day? 
did God create man? So while you're trying to answer that, and of course you reach us by calling 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Any of these ways you can reach out to us and get to us, and we will be here. Unless they turn the button off again, and then we won't be here. But you can always try. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line to all of it, it's not professional radio. It's just radio. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. And what we do is the best that we can do in encouraging one another as the day gets closer. I do want to say this because this is really important. Some people are like, well, are you like, uh, like, are you like a pastor? Okay. Well, I like oh, oh, was one several times, yeah, but not now. I'm just like a big brother who's annoying. Come here so I can give you a noogie. Okay, so that uh, gives you everything you got to know about me. That'll help you understand. <laughs> Is that a good one? That's a good. Remember that? Come here, come here. What's this? It's a noogie. Yeah! Okay, so I'm like that big brother that's irritating, but still has spent a lot of time reading the word, have a lot to share. I blame God. It's, it's easier because you know. Okay, come on. Uh, so uh, let's uh, do that question one more time, and then we're going to launch into the teaching. Is there anything else we got to cover? I can't remember if we got to cover. We'll cover the website again in a little bit. Uh, on what day did God create man? All right, now, so some people are giving me the days, okay, as in like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm looking for the number, <laughs> Okay. If you said the day, though, it's not bad. I'm just saying I'm looking for the number. What's the number? And the reason that's important is because the next trivia question is connected to it. So I'm telling you that ahead of time. In the meantime, now people are mad at me because of that. We'll say what you're supposed to say. Hey, 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 calm down. <laughs> calm down, Sparky. Okay. You're going to get one of those beanie babies and just pet it on the head or something or or maybe a soda. Would you like a soda? Okay. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 says this, Just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. So we have somebody calling in on the trivia question, and we're going to answer that trivia question. We're going to come back to this because this is a critical principle to walk in today's age, essentially, this is going to teach us how you engage in social media. But first, let's have somebody answer. We're ready. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Shabbat Shalom, David. Hey, brother. How are you? Shabbat Shalom. I'm, I'm doing well. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. And we've been really yeah. praying for your wife. So any, I just want to know if she's doing My any better. My wife is just still... Dealing with anxiety because I guess our her little cousin is there, so he's having coughs. So they are thinking, "Oh, did he got too?" So, so that's kind of little bummer if he gets positive. So then they need to be inside the house for next ten days again. So that right. anxiety is killing her. Well, that's what people need to be praying about is that the Lord will give her some kind of comfort so that it's not just all about being alone and being driven nutty because there's nobody to talk to or engage with. Yeah. That's the big thing. So that's I'm putting that on the audience so that everybody can participate together to be praying for yeah. Sam's wife. And that's also important. pray for my daughters because of, of uh, 
my wife, they can't also go out either, so it's kind of hard for them to their 11 and 12. So Yeah, that is a, it's a really odd age to go through that. So that's the things that people need to be aware of. These are some of the struggles that we're going through, and we want everybody to take it on and ask God to be that partner to get people through this process. Because, I mean, you got it. You got to just got to get rid of it, so to speak. You got to do what you yeah. got to do, what, what's necessary. So we're definitely lifting up them in prayer and you so you don't lose your stability and uh, start banging your head against a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, my yeah. friend. What day was man created? We're looking for the number. What day was man created? Well, I mean, uh, if we minus uh, 666, <laughs> if we minus uh, 660, so I guess the left is six, so I believe it's a six, six day. <laughs> it's... It's the sixth day. Boy, did you go the wrong way to get there. But, yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to tell you, I love you, brother, because you're a quirky and squishy big brother. I appreciate <laughs> I've gotten a lot squishier since I hurt my leg. I can tell you that. There's more of me to forgive because okay. there's just more I of me. I have a trivia question for you, okay. David. All right. <laughs> Fire away. Oh, okay. Which U.S. city received a letter from the Lord? A warning letter. Uh, uh, a warning letter. You mean Philadelphia? Yes, sir. <laughs> you got the trophy. Yes. <laughs> Philadelphia. I actually had somebody say to me, see, America's in the Bible. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. Sit down. Sit down. We got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Good all job, right. brother. Thank you for your ministry to all of us. You got it, bro. And uh, certainly you and your family are in my thoughts and prayer. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate All right. Love that. you, brother. You Shabbat shalom. Bye-bye. Shabbat shalom. All right. So we great people. You know, that's just what we got. All right. I want to go back to this. Okay. And I'm just going to say this because we don't have a lot of time, but I want to really nail this down. Social media. Okay. Let me just say this. Okay. And and, and there's two things I'm going to say. One's really going to get people mad. One, if you're that person that writes something in social media and then says, can I get you know people to say amen and like this and so on and so forth, stop it. It's like a chain letter in the mail, only it's on Facebook, and it's so irritating. Or can I get a whoop whoop and a roo roo and a will you guys stop doing that? That's so goofy. Okay, that's number one. Okay. And don't tell us you're not looking for likes or you wouldn't put it up there. I mean, the whole program's based on likes. I mean, come on. Number two, what other people think of you is important to other people. It's not supposed to be important to you. What God thinks of you is supposed to be important, not what other people think of you. They will always put on worldly and worldliness spiritual aspects on you. Just had somebody the other day in the news tell Christians how they ought to be, a person who's an atheist. You know, I mean, it's just like, oh, OK, well, here's the, the logic in that. I'm going to follow somebody who can't believe in God to tell me how to follow God. Don't do that. And don't make social media your home. It might be a place to visit, but it's not a place to visit very long. 
Don't overstay your welcome, so to speak. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us. Uh, Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, you will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong, but you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some, there is some strength. And you can't be like those people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're, oh, all there is is this life and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. But they're going to die and face God. And he's going to ask regarding his, his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ. And they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for the next trivia question. Now, this is connected to the last trivia question. Aha. Aha. True or false? God made the fish, the birds, and the animals on day five. 
True or false? God made the fish, the birds, and the animals on day five. There it is. There you go. So true or false. So you got to think that through. In fact, let's drop in the horn. Let's do that. We're just no expenses spared ever. Um, okay, so I got a couple of different uh, jokes. These are funny. Now, yesterday's joke was pretty good. I thought the one with the Toronto, uh, Tonto and the Lone Ranger. Then I told my wife the Yiddish version. It's much funnier, but you can't say it on the air. So I'm just saying, you know, okay. Okay. Uh, so I got two of them. Okay. Let's see if you, which one you like better. We'll just take a little bit of time to, to go through them. Remember, that that trivia question had a horn to it, okay? So for those that are thinking, just remember we're talking about fish, birds, and animals. Okay, a bishop was an avid, avid duck hunter and was in the market for a new bird dog. His search ended when he found a dog that can actually walk on water to retrieve a duck. Shocked by his find, he was sure that none of his friends would ever believe him. So he decided to break the news to his friends, uh, who are all pessimists by nature, and invited them to hunt with him and the new dog. As they waited by the shore, a flock of ducks flew by. They fired, and a duck fell. The dog responded and jumped into the water. The dog, however, did not sink but instead walked across the water to retrieve the bird, never getting more than his paws wet. The friend saw everything. The friend saw everything, but didn't say a single word. On the drive home, the hunter asked, did you notice anything unusual about the dog? I sure did, responded their friends. He can't swim. (laughs) Come on. He can't swim. See, he <laughs> see, the dog walks on water, but he can't swim. They say, that was, was that, that was funny. All right. Uh, I got somebody on the line. <laughs> okay, let's answer the trivia. Let's, let's push it through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hey, brother. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Wonderful to hear your voice. And this is Remember, this is kind of a tricky one, so I hope I didn't catch you on this one. So... I'm going to give you a shot. I'm hoping not. (laughs) Okay. Here it is. Is it true or false? God made fish and birds and the animals on day five. It's true and false. Okay. Explain why. You're so good. Explain why it's true and false. Uh, No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The animals on the fifth day, but the fish on the fourth day. I think it was the fish were on the fifth fifth day and the animals might have been on the sixth oh. day and so so technically the answer is false because what they did was they put animals and fish and birds kind of i think they put them all together now if i'm wrong somebody go look at genesis and just look at day five and day six and then just call in and give us the right thing but if this book that i have got that wrong i'm getting a refund <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, David, I was wondering if you could pray for Susie again, please. Sure. She um she needs she's very weak, and I need her to get some strength. Okay, and is she and to be made whole on the inside? Is she is she physically or emotionally weak? Um, 
Both. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's pray for her real quickly. Let's do it together right now. Thank you. Let's do it. Father, Thank you. we come before you right now, Father, and we we look to you. We lean on you. We trust in you. We lift our, our lives up to you, and we let things go into your hands because you're the one that can make things happen. And we ask for Susie right now that you would give her emotional strength, strength on the inside, strength even by the power of the Holy Spirit inside her body, and that you would also give her strength, uh, physical strength as well, so that she would have an emotional and physical uplifting because she's down, she's probably discouraged, she's probably frustrated, and we're asking you to comfort her and bring her up. Sometimes, Lord, when people are in those dark places, that's a time where they need to call out to you and and share their heart with you and you will reach down and pick them up and put their feet on a new rock that's what we ask you to do for Susie, so that her life can be changed and it can be different by the grace that comes through jesus christ we pray this in jesus name amen and amen amen and thank you so much david and i hope y'all have a good weekend thank you god bless you god bless bye-bye bye all right, so, no, so, so from a technical point of view, I do want to say on the trivia question, it was false because we had slumped them all. <laughs> you guys, you know, some people call me, that's not exactly it, and then it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? All right. Ready? Are we going to the next thing? I did that joke. Did you like that joke? That was not bad, was it? The dog okay, can't yeah, swim? Can't swim? Okay. Last one, I'll do it real, real, real fast, okay? A stranger entered the church in the middle of his sermon and seated himself in the back pew. After a while, he began to fidget, leaning over to a white-haired man at his side, evidently an old member of the congregation. He whispered, how long has he been preaching? 30 or 40 years, I think, the old man answered. I'll stay then, decided the stranger. He must be nearly done. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's not bad. All right, that's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Isaiah chapter 34, verse 2 through 3. The Lord is angry with all the nations, furious with all their armies. He will set them apart for destruction, giving them over to slaughter. Their slain will be thrown out, and the stench of their corpse will rise. Nothing like a little uplifting scripture on a Friday. This is where the Lord is talking about people killing one another within the nations themselves. And you know what God says about it? It infuriates me. Lest you think that God is pro-murder, okay? It is one of the commandments. It says, thou shalt not kill. That's great if you lived in the King James time in 1611, but it is thou shalt not murder, okay? So it's not overly complex, the problem there is that people in our nation, in our cities, in our own city like Dallas, people killing one another on a regular basis, and that brings about judgment on a place because spilling blood is a big, big offense to God. I understand if you ever have that real good argument about abortion and you do it the right way, you will understand that while you could argue certain points or whatever the case may be, a child is fully blooded by the 21st day after conception. If you do anything to that child after a 21-day period, you have just shed innocent blood. 
period. There's no, it's not, you can't get out of it. There's no, no escape. Now, I would argue that it takes place in conception, so it's, that's not really the point. But the point that I'm trying to make is all of that stuff, really, God doesn't like that stuff. Let me give you another example. These are the things that anger the Lord, and he brings judgment. I'm sorry to say it, but he brings judgment on nations, on cities, on places that that embrace this. You got people, remember they did a Noah's Ark thing in Kentucky, and then CNN did a report and said it's the stupidest thing ever because it promotes Noah. And then Bill Nye, the quote-unquote science guy, said there's no place in the universe for this, and these are the things that anger God. Latin is bow tie. That bow tie that guy wears, he's just so ugly. It's unbelievable. But anyway, my point in saying that is man creates his own problems, tries to solve it with his own wisdom, and it always turns out to be a disaster. The answer for all of this sin and all of these cities and in our country and in the world is not more government or more moral character as defined by politically correct people. The answer is Jesus— Because only Jesus can save us from our sins, and these are just sins piling up on top of one another. You say, what are you going to say? You're going to have one big, large church service and everybody gets saved? I wish. That'd be great. That would eliminate 95% of the problems right off the bat. And then you have politicians that, you know, they posture all the time with this fake wisdom. And, and, and they, they go through all these, man will solve this. We will self-solve. I want you to remember that phrase. It's a phrase that's coming. You're going to hear it like at the end of this year. You're going to hear it next year. And then you're going to hear it the year after a lot. Mankind will self-solve. No, he won't. Mankind cannot self-solve because the problem is sin. And mankind cannot redeem himself or herself from sin. Only the redemption of Jesus Christ applies. It's just like, it's not going to happen. You think, oh, that's just a lot of religious nutty cuckoo stuff. Well, we'll see when he splits the sky open and he comes down and then the judgment drops. If I'm wrong, you got nothing to worry about. If I'm right, you got a lot to worry about. I don't, but you do. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So Jesus is the only answer. Man will not solve this. This is not a self-solve society. It is a throw yourself at the mercy of God and plead for him to help us position. Otherwise, it's doom. Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. Excellent. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. Should not be a hard one, okay? So you don't have to blow anything. I just just don't think it should be hard. You guys should know this. I'll make a comment about it afterwards. Fill in the missing phrase. Or the missing word, actually. God said, let us make man in. Let us make man in. Okay. Just go. Okay? Okay. Let us make man in. See, then I stop, and then you have to fill in. Uh, 972-445-0770. That'd be the phone number, 214-210-8483. That would be the text. And then, of course, the email, david at hemustincrease.org, which, by the way, I should have sent you to the website before. It says, I'm not going to make this complex. We need dough. If you got it, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. But if you got it, great. Hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right. So there's a couple of things. I want to say something about the last um, 
last thing we were talking about. It's really important for people to understand. I'm not going to harp on it. I just want you to understand that it is my personal opinion. I have nowhere to back this up. I have no evidence for this. It's just one of those notions. You know, you get a notion and you think, eh, something about that. That's right. Something about it. I just think uh, whatever God has, his unique God, divine, crazy glue, he's uh, spread it on the earth multiple times so that we have not blown ourselves up to this point. <laughs> that's just my take. I think without God's intervention, <laughs> We're gone, right? It's like this is how I look at it. I always think, uh, I think only only by the grace of God do we keep things going around here. Uh, let's see, trivia question. Okay, got to fill in that blank, and then we have what history? We got to do history. Let's do our history real quick. Go ahead. Let's go All right. Uh, today is National Pierogi Day. Do you like pierogies? I love pierogies. Love pierogies. Do you have any particular kind? Like the potato. Do you like the potato? And then they have that one that has potato and it's got like a little onion and a little bacon in it. It's like really good. Have you had that? It's so good. Whatever kind they got at the church bazaar is the kind <laughs> I like. <laughs> Whatever's there for the bazaar, that's the one I want. Uh, World Octopus Day. I guess that's good if you were. Uh, like, uh, what's his face with the one beetle that wrote the song about octopuses? Because nobody seems to care. Other than... Or Squidly Diddly. Let's see if you guys remember Squidly Diddly. That's an old one. And then it's also National Fluffernutter Day. And a fluffernutter is peanut butter and marshmallow. Like, come on. You think that I'm wider because of something like salad? Yes, that's Oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, last two things. I don't know if this this is really not a story. It's just history. Two, uh, TV hostess Martha Stewart goes to jail for insider trading. You know what? Too bad they don't do that to all of the elected officials for all of their insider trading. Oh, wait. There wouldn't be anybody left. Huh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's probably a good point. And then uh, uh, 1956 on this day, baseball pitcher Don Larson pitched the first perfect game in a World Series. Mm, that's one you got to think about. Like, really? Really? All right. Uh, we did that. We did that. We did that. We're going to get into Ray, the trivia question. Have we covered everything else? Okay. Trivia question. Fill in the blank. God said, let us make man. And then you got to fill in the rest of it. Uh, pretty simple, straightforward. Do this thing from Ray. Now, as you guys notice, I'm doing Ray. I'm doing this little rhyme thing with Ray. It's cute. <laughs> I like it. It's like, you know, you know, it's a little Dr. Susie-ish. It's, you know, it's got its moment. Yes, that's where it came from. So leave me alone. Uh, this is Ray talking about something called hearing God while pulling weeds. Mm, see, see that? Even that title, just think, hearing God while pulling weeds. Wait, what? As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. This is Acts chapter 13, verse 2. A group of believers in the early church at Antioch met to fast and pray while using their respective gifts, doing what God had equipped them to do, and sincerely seeking his will, and the Holy Spirit spoke to them. That is significant. We think we need to go to a cave or isolate ourselves in nature in order to hear the voice of God in dramatic fashion. We know about Moses and the burning bush and Saul slash Paul's dramatic encounter on the road to Damascus, but those encounters are the exception. For most of us, most of the time, when God speaks to us, it's while we're going about our daily business 
exercising our gifts, or keeping our hearts open to the Holy Spirit's prompting. Those encounters are just as significant as the other ones. One of my most this is Ray writing. One of my most dramatic spiritual encounters occurred while I was pulling weeds. I believe this. <laughs> if you know Ray, that's like that, that's, that sounds right. Uh, during a difficult trial, I was frustrated and anxious, and taking it out on the backyard weeds. As I yanked and pulled and threw dirt around, I told God I just didn't know what to do anymore, and that He would have to handle everything because I certainly couldn't. And He spoke. He reassured me about my circumstances. He gave me guidance. Peace flooded my soul, and I knew He was in control. That was a pivotal moment, Ray says, in my life and in my ministry. These believers in the book of Acts were ministering to the Lord. They were attending to the Lord, worshiping either through praise or prayer, their deeds. They had fasted. Their hearts were eagerly seeking him. As we do the work God has set before us, isn't this funny because we talked about being faithful to the ministry God has given you in the very, very, very first segment. As we do the work God has set before us, a specific job, task, responsibility, ministry, studies, or whatever, wherever he's placed us, we can expect to hear from God while we're there. How does he speak? It could be through a person, through his word, a message, circumstances, a small, still voice of the Holy Spirit, any way he chooses. Just be sure to listen. First of all, what an excellent devotion, right? I mean, this I want to write like this guy. I have to write 30 pages with his, you know, 46 reference points and footnotes and endnotes, and I want to write like this. This is great stuff. Here's the testimony. Ready? I'm going to give you God's testimony to you about him. Ready? You have two ears and one mouth, which probably means we should listen twice as much as we talk. For somebody like me, maybe a little more challenging, my point is that we should all be listening, and the Lord does speak. And you know what? I Just the other day, I told the Lord as I was sitting there, so you guys know I'm doing better from the knee surgery. I'm obviously feeling better because I, I think I sound better, so I'm okay. But about four days ago, I was looking up to heaven, and I just said, after I done my, I finished my devotions, which I'm very diligent about, I just said, now, if you want to send an angel down— <laughs> And have him sit down to have a little convo with me right here. This would be good. See, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that Skittles in the sky moment. That's what I call it. It's like something just drastically wowzer, bowser. And that's really not how God does it. Oftentimes he just says, go do this and you do this. And it's just like, that's what the Lord does. But we need to be listening. We need to be aware that not every time God talks is the earth going to shake. Sometimes he just speaks and we just respond. That's, that's what relationship's all about. If God had to prod you every time, if he had to poke you every single time, it's not much of a relationship in that context. He has a lot of confidence in you. He trusts you, so he talks to you. And yes, some of you, I'm just going to say this because I know there's people out there wondering, will God ever speak to me like in a dream? Of course he would. It's all throughout Scripture. Between Genesis and Revelation, God speaks to people in dreams all the time. Does that mean that every dream is from God? No, I've been to Taco Bell. It doesn't work that way. Okay? 
Some dreams are not from the Lord. They just seem kind of bizarre. Maybe a little too much hot sauce. I don't know. But some dreams are from the Lord. The point in that whole thing is that you and I need to be listening. He might speak to you through circumstance. He certainly speaks to us through his word. And if you're a person that reads the word and you don't get a lot out of it, I can tell you right now what's going on. You're reading it to read. Stop doing that. Read the word of God to listen. Read the Bible to hear God. Help. Ask him to help you. Help me hear you in your voice right now. Whatever that portion is, whatever that section is. And the Lord will speak to you. God's been speaking from the very beginning. He's not going to stop speaking. It's just whether or not we're listening. A good example is when Jesus was, when, when the Father said, this is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. And the Bible says the people thought it thundered. It's like, no, that was God. No, no, I'm pretty sure that was thunder. No, no, that was God. But see, they, we weren't listening for God, so they couldn't hear you and I have a different uh, calling, a different position in that. We need to listen for God. No matter what we're doing, no matter where we're going, no matter what we're uh, up against, in our daily functionals, we need to listen for the voice of God. And he'll speak to us. You know, he loves you. You know, If he never spoke to you, you wouldn't be a Christian. I'm just saying, you would never, you would never have said yes to Jesus Christ. So he's, yes, he's, of course he's spoken to you. Okay? All right. Uh, we got to finish the trivia. <laughs> gotcha, that one. <laughs> All right, fill in the missing word. God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Any of those will work. Make man just like us in the way we are. The primary way that man is made in the image of God is that God rules the universe, and man, before sin, was supposed to rule the earth. Of course, by sin, he forfeited that position. That's a whole separate teaching at a whole separate time. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. We've still got stuff to do. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we find. He's the hungry giant. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. 
again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean... It was. It was. I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show now. This is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David. I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, "I don't understand all of this." Said, "I don't believe." in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our final trivia question. Yeah, definitely feeling better. I probably sound better from yesterday, don't I? Yeah. I will tell everybody on the way home. So I got it was a really long drive. Okay, so sometimes Thursdays are worse than Fridays. I don't know what the deal is because people are trying to do like a four day week or something like that. And uh, my leg was it was throbbing, like throbbing uh, when I got home. And so I was not in I wasn't in a bad mood, but I wasn't kicking up my heels. (laughs) I could see you wincing a few times yesterday. Yeah, it was, there was a couple of moments where I hit the brace against the desk, and it was like, yow! <laughs> it really does hurt. It's like amazing how much pain is in that spot. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Boy, that's a tough one. We're going to change it to this one. What offering did Abel make before the Lord? What offering did Abel make? So you got Cain and you got Abel. Okay? All right. That's that joke about Abel. He had a little walking stick. He had a little cane. Anyway, uh, what was the offering that uh, he uh, brought before the Lord? Okay? That's Abel, right? The good guy. Okay? That's the way I think of it. 972-445-0770. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. And then, uh, of course, you can email us, david at he must org. The question is, what kind of offering? What was the offering? Uh, there's a specific element to it that I'm going to bring up. Uh, if somebody calls in, it's not to be a smarty 
smarty pandy kind of person. I'm just trying to make sure that you know what it is that God really appreciated about the offering. It's kind of an important part of it that has to do with us as well. Okay? Okay. And and I've gotten several emails and texts in the past about well it's this it's this I'm not I'm talking about the base the, the, the as simple as it can be what's the definition of what he offered okay just look at it okay okay did that help okay all right good all right I'm gonna do something I haven't done for two years on this show Ooh. all right okay. Okay, now I'm going to have to say this because of all the texts that are coming in, okay? You need to read it. <laughs> Is that it's a nice way to say it? Read the text. What was it that was unique about it? Okay, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. Now, you know we've already taught on Acts, but I, I, I rarely teach on this one element, and I want to try and help and see if I can do a little better than I've done before. It says this, They returned Jerusalem to Jerusalem from the mount called Olive Grove, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these were continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. This text is really, it's, I, I really, I love the book of Acts. It's so much fun because you just get into it and you got to think of what's going on. First of all, it says they were about a Sabbath day's journey. It's about a half a mile. Okay, not far, right? It's not very far. I mean, a mile is, what, uh, 5,280 feet, so it's half of that. Okay, well, all right, so I got it, all right? And they go there, and this is who's left. Now, it's not that there weren't people that believed in Jesus throughout the process, but this is the nucleus of the church, and we find out later in the book of Acts chapter 1, it's 120 people. Oh, okay. And they name the disciples, who are now going to become the apostles, quote-unquote, and it's Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. So I remember reading this going, how could you ever remember the 12 disciples? How could you remember it? Like, how do you, how do you remember all their names? Okay? And so that came up with this <laughs> acronym. No, no, really, I just came with this after. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but just bear with me. It's easy to think of Matthew and John because they're both two disciples and they wrote Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew, and John. Okay, I got that. That's easy. The key in that is to understand that there's two Peters, two James, and two Judases. Okay? There is Judas, the son of James, and then there was Judas Iscariot. There is James the greater and James the lesser. So, I mean, you know, he's the greater. You're the lesser. <laughs> anyway, and then there's two Simon, Simon the Zealot, and then Simon. Okay? So when you think of that, it's like two Peters, two James, two Judases, and then Matthew and John. That makes up eight. And then this is what I came up with. And you guys, if you remember this from long ago, BAPT. Not Baptist, Bapt, B-A-P-T. B, Bartholomew, A, Andrew, P, Philip, T, Thomas, Bapt. So if you remember Bapt, 
you will get most of those uh, names put together. Isn't that like a fun teaching way to, oh, i got to remember BAPT. Let's see, that's Bartholomew, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, BAPT. That's not why I'm doing all that. Here's what happens. They get together. This is after the ascension from Jesus Christ. We've talked about this when we were teaching on the book of Acts. But they get together, and verse 14 tells you everything you want to know. Verse 14 tells me what I what I pray for you guys every day. Verse 14, all these were continually united in prayer. They didn't even have to be sitting next to each other to be united in prayer. They were united in prayer. And what they did was they made a commitment before the Lord to pray together for one another regarding what the Lord wanted, the things that, that, that the Lord wanted them to do, how they were supposed to respond, how they were supposed to react. And the reason I bring it up is because I am petitioning you as a brother in the Lord to pray for your brothers and sisters on this show. Because you don't know them, you won't fellowship with them necessarily, you won't have them in the same church, but you can take that big 60 seconds out of your life and mention them before the Lord and ask the Lord to be with them and to encourage them. Remember, he who encourages others is also himself encouraged. How they were united was through prayer. I am telling you right now, the way for Christians to walk in the best part of the unity that's been given them through the Father, same Father, by the Son, blood relatives, and the Holy Spirit. We drink from one fountain. The way to do that is for us to pray to the Father in the name of the Son, by the help of the Holy Spirit, praying for one another. Then we will be united. And that's, uh, that's where the big fun manifestation stuffy comes. Just saying. All right, do we have somebody who wants to answer a trivia question? Okay, all right, I'm leaning over. Here I go, leaning. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. I'm loving the show. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad to hear from you as well as Cordelia. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Oh, we're great, and and my rash is almost all gone. Yay! But of course... Yeah, the Lord is kind. But of course, we've been so tracking what's been going on with you and... Oh, we're just so relieved you're better. We've been praying, and oh, the Lord is so kind. So thank you. Thanks for hanging in there and taking those long drives. <laughs> we pray for your safety. I but appreciate anyway. that. I do appreciate that a great deal. My oh, wife deserves a medal because I would never put up with me as a patient, ever. Oh. I couldn't handle well, me. Well, <laughs> we do. We do applaud her. Give her a big <laughs> hug for us. One of these days, when we all get to fellowship as a radio community, we, we would love to give Noelle a, a face-to-face thank you and uh, applause. She's, she, you, she's awesome. She went to the store, and she said, you bought me this. I was like, what is it? It's a robe. I'm like, okay. I bought you that. You know, it's like that's I'm going with that. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's well the way heard. to do that, right? Well, that's easy yeah. right there. All right. All right. Now you know yeah. do you know the answer to the trivia question? I I do. I um I believe I do. I've been looking in several Bibles and I've got this wonderful Lee Strobel Bible, The Case for Christ. Yep. And um yes, and it mentions um well, of course it says that Abel brought from fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. So we see um, that, you know, it was 
the best, the firstborn, and then they they were animals, so it was like a blood offering, that symbolism, that type and shadow. That's right. And it's, what's important about that is that Abel brought the the fat of his father, the best. And when people give offerings, yes. they typically give what's left. And that's the yes. wrong way to do that. Amen. We want to do the very best for our Lord because he did so much for us. We can't comprehend it, but at least we can do the first and the best and and just make that front and center our aim throughout life. Exactly. Like so, exactly like right. You're, you're, that's 100% right. Because if you think about it, God gave us Jesus Christ, the best. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, yes. we got to give in kind, so to speak. You know, give the best we have. Amen. Well, thank you for modeling that for us, and we pray that you and Noel and and your family have a very blessed and quiet and peaceful weekend. Amen. <laughs> we I, re- you. I receive that in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Thank and you so much. The, love to all the audience, too. We pray for them. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Excellent thank call. You. Great job by Joanne and Cordelia. You know, praying, just praying for everybody to be kind of united and connected. That's really, that's the way to do it. You don't have to spend a lot of time, just a little bit of time. You commit that before the Lord. The Lord will reward you for that because he likes it when kids of his bless kids of his. That's a good thing. All right, we're done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 71 and a half hour break or 70. Yeah, it's close. We'll be back on Monday. God bless. Have a great weekend. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.